0: Welcome to Flow State, a podcast designed to help you focus. And I'm your host, Bobby Light, here to provide the soundtrack to your work. You're listening to the talk only version of Flow State. In this version, I've removed the music so you can re-listen to or share a specific topic I've discussed. Eventually, I may even expand on the topics with longer talk-only episodes, discussing deep work, neurology, peak performance, and of course, the science of flow. Enjoy! Welcome to season five, episode two of Flow State. In this episode, we'll discuss the key to unlocking our creativity by leveraging, not fighting, our limitations. Before that, I want to give a shout out to one of the newest patrons of Flow, Joe Brown. Welcome to the community, Joe, and thank you for your support. For Joe, the word that best describes his flow is incorporeal, which means to have no physical or material existence. Quite a clever take on flow. Today, I wanna talk about the word lazy. Why is lazy such a bad word? Laziness is a word often used To describe people who are underachievers, people who don't contribute to society. There is a fear of being lazy, and as a result, many of us push to the opposite side of the spectrum, constantly seeking productivity in every corner of the day. Yes, I'm talking to you, checking email on your phone while sitting on the toilet. In a recent Patreon post, I express the case for lazy. Over the years, I've simplified my life, and I have to say much of it comes from a place of laziness. Reduce scope, reduce responsibility, and live a simple life. Ironically, I've never been more effective and valuable to the businesses and colleagues I work with. Being quote-unquote lazy means I want to work when I am most effective, not every minute of every day. It means I want to spend the rest of my time to go on an hour-long walk with my dog. It means I want to catch up with an old friend over the phone. It means I want to focus intensely for a few hours each day and then let go. Those moments of not working actually contribute to my overall effectiveness when I am working. Devon Price in the book, Laziness Does Not Exist, explains the lie we've all been taught. The laziness lie has three main tenets. They are your worth is your productivity. You cannot trust your own feelings and limits. There is always more you could be doing. We live in a world where hard work is rewarded and having needs and limitations is seen as a source of shame. The thing that we call laziness is often actually a powerful self-preservation instinct. When we feel unmotivated, directionless, or lazy, it's because our bodies and minds are screaming for some peace and quiet. When we learn to listen to those persistent feelings of tiredness and to honor them, we can finally begin to heal. When people run out of energy, there's a good reason for it. Reading this really struck me and actually helped me gain some awareness on my own fears of being lazy. Years ago, when I was still pushing to live like a Silicon Valley success story, I would have many moments of exhaustion. And in these moments, I would subconsciously hope to fall sick, just so I would have a good enough excuse. How unhealthy is that? Devon Price shares another story describing our fear of being lazy. I once had a student who experienced the death of a parent, followed by the destruction of their house in a natural disaster, then the hospitalization of their depressed daughter, all in one 16-week semester. That student still felt bad for missing assignments, despite everything she was going through. She was certain people would accuse her of faking all these tragedies. So she carried documentation with her everywhere she went to prove that these things had happened to her. This story shows just how much our society has programmed us to fear this basic human instinct to rest. What's worse is that this instinct to rest is actually the key to unlocking our creative potential. Seeking productivity at every moment is fighting against the constraints of time. Our response to not enough time is to squeeze more working minutes into every day. But in my experience, the constraints of time is something to be embraced. This constraint is actually a good thing Not only for a healthy life, but for improved creative output. The thing we're actually striving for. Laziness is a call for listening to our basic human instinct to rest. But it's also a call to embrace the constraints of life. Constraints are a good thing. I personally would like to embrace more of the constraints in my life. I feel I was trained to believe more is always better. The more time, more money, more resources I have, the better. But a constraint viewed positively pushes us to get creative. It unlocks our creative potential. Jason Fried, author of the book Rework, understood this less is a good thing constraints are advantages in disguise limited resources force you to make do with what you've got there's no room for waste and that forces you to be creative writers use constraints to force creativity all the time shakespeare reveled in the limitations of sonnets Haiku and limericks also have strict rules that lead to creative results. Writers like Ernest Hemingway found that forcing themselves to use simple, clear language helped them deliver maximum impact. I'm no Hemingway, but I can relate in the way these talk breaks have really developed my ability to deliver a message for maximum impact within a five-minute time span. Constraints are powerful when embraced. So the next time you hear yourself say, I don't have enough time, money, experience, etc.", use that opportunity to get creative. This limitation or constraint is an advantage in disguise if you so choose to view it that way. What constraints are you fighting against in your life? What would change if you chose to embrace them? What creativity would unfold? Wishing you the gift of constraints and the creativity that follows. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep on flowing.